0: It naturally, through this process of opening up, because that's the process of opening up and then letting go, you have to know what you let go of. so you have to first see your your hindrances, your obstacles, your tendencies. You, first, you have to see that to 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 be able to let go of that, otherwise let go of what you know you have to see what's there, what you what you created. This is like a, a, all this samsaric process, we we continue the, the same uh, habits, the same patterns, the same movies, uh, again and again and again, you know, life after life after lifetime after lifetime.
1: Zen master bon shim Alexander Porter, is the regional Zen master for the Quantum School of Zen in Europe. She began practicing with Zen Master Sung San in 1978 and was given Inca, or permission to teach, in 1992. She received transmission in 2006. Today, she serves as the guiding teacher of the Barcelona Sangha and serves as co-guiding teacher of the Cambridge Zen Center when she is in residence. You are listening to Sit Breathe, Bow, a podcast for practitioners. Each week, leading Buddhist teachers share life experiences and insights to help guide your meditation practice, as well as your life off of the cushion. I'm your host, Ian White-Mar. This podcast is sponsored by the Quantum Online Sangha, a virtual Zen practice community of the International Quantum School of Zen members of the online sangha meditate together, study with teachers, and participate in workshops and courses to develop their practice. Listeners of this podcast are invited to try a free month of training, which includes live Q&A interviews with Zen teachers, discounts on webinars and online classes, and access to a private community where students can discuss their practice and receive guidance. To access your free month of training, simply visit quantumzenonline.org and click on the free trial membership button on the homepage. So Ola, as we were getting ready for this conversation, I sort of started leading us in the direction of talking about maybe how hard it is to practice in this, you know, through this pandemic and in this virtual setting most of the time. And you actually had a different response. That the questions that you've been receiving from the students that you work with was not so much about how hard it was, but about something else. And and I'm wondering if you can, if we could just start there.
0: Um, mm-hmm. It's not really this uh, question or topic I, I want to talk about today it doesn't really come from students. Something I'm observing recently more and more, uh, yeah, being with, with people and, and listening to, to our students and our colleagues and how we function in this uh, troubled world and so my what I'm observing and I'm investigating more closely are the four great vows which we recite each morning, and uh, I have a feeling I live in a descent center for you know long time, so I, I I see people each morning and I see how they uh, how they recite the vows and it feels like they just repeat vows, but not really looking into it. And also the life of, of practitioners are not really expressing the vows in everyday life. So uh, it's my concern uh, because we have this incredible vow, first vow to sentient beings are numberless. We vow to save them all. It's inconceivable, right? You cannot even imagine you can, cannot even go there because it's like overwhelming but uh, but it's it is really important to look closely. what is the meaning of this vow? How can we first of all, it talks this vow talks about. Saving all beings. Saving, it's not maybe the right word. I would change it for, you know, freeing all beings or caring for all beings or even not harming all sentient beings. Like for most of our lifetimes my lifetimes was like the human being was this uh, most important sentient being and uh, on top of of all other beings but uh, more and more we, we we really see this is this it doesn't work like this we are all together on this living together on this planet you know sentient beings, living beings, human beings, animals and uh, we're all living together and and we really depend on each other. So uh, this vow, it comes from, you know, from centuries and probably during Buddha time, there was no, not a big issue about like, uh, you know, climate change or... Ecology, there was no, he didn't talk about ecology uh, unless uh, there was always this uh, topic about mind ecology, right? But uh, there was no, no problem with environment. So now the first great vow uh, takes a different course. It's like, you know, there is this link uh, between the dairy, industry and meat industry uh, there is a link between these industries and climate change and uh, yeah many people are waking up to that and they realize that they cannot be protected we cannot protect environment without changing our lifestyles without changing our diet without taking more responsibility. And uh, it's it's really all in this one great vow, first great vow, you know, how can we, what can we do? This uh, This is a big question, you know, nowadays. What can we do? How can we live as a human being? How can we really be part of this? We are part of the nature. So how can we do that? How can we protect the environment? How, how can we protect other beings and the planet? So so it's it's the vow, of course. This vow is connected uh, directly with compassion. And uh, our teachers and Master Tsung San, he, he always talked about compassion. He always talked about our path is a bodhisattva path. That means, uh, uh, path of great love and great compassion. And he would always talk, uh, some of us remember, about, uh, you know, human beings killing animals and then the animal is reborn and have the seed of a war and revenge. And that's what we are uh, observing in our world, you know. Is, uh, so, we we have to look at this we have to you know how can we how can we practice compassion this was my this is my my big question you know how can we practice compassion and eat meat for example at the same time knowing how cruelly animals are treated it's <laughs> And also, I spend a lot of time with with uh, practitioners, long time practitioners, and it it bothers me to seeing how they function in everyday life. I wonder where is this compassion? What what, what do we practice? You know, it's uh, often I don't see that, and it worries me. It just it, it is something which is on my mind. That's why I'm talking about this. That's why I'm looking closely at the four great vows and uh, yeah, the the next vow is about delusion, right? So there's so much delusion in this world and uh, that's also something we we really need to uh, observe and uh, how can we see clearly, How, how, how can we not be deluded? Those questions are really so important.
1: Yeah, you know, I was just um, here at the Cambridge Zen Center, I, I host a little kind of study group. Mm-hmm. And we were just reading uh, Red Pine's uh, um, sort of discourse on the Heart Sutra. And he he got to one point where he talked about the Bodhisattva vow, you know, the great vow. And he was like, yeah, really the Bodhisattva vow is just Getting to the point where you see emptiness and everything, and then really, then everybody's saved once you realize that it's all empty. And I I was left quite, I mean, I understood what he was saying, and I understand that point intellectually. Mm -hmm. But it also did kind of leave me flat in the Mm -hmm. sense that I think we can chase emptiness in this practice. Mm-hmm. To try to have an encounter with that sort of non-dual awareness. But there isn't sort of a pull towards this responsibility of, mm-hmm. you know, the world being on fire.
0: Yeah, but truly when you attain emptiness, then, then that's the point when you see we are all in, we are all in this house, which is on fire. Correct. All of us. This is emptiness. And, uh, yeah, un- understanding, of course, understanding emptiness doesn't help, but if you really attain it, you see there is no difference. You are you are in danger, I'm in danger, and, and all of us are in a, you know, we can talk about emptiness forever, but life goes on and we we need to do something
1: you know as somebody who says the four great vows uh every day you know it's it is hard on some level to keep it not hard as much as it can become something that we just repeat mm-hmm. yeah and do yeah. things remember those we vow to say them all blah blah, blah. you know and it's just mm-hmm. sort of as inspirational as they are they can become just formulaic and i'm i'm wondering right. how y- you Keep them fresh for yourself after all this time.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's exactly as you say. We just repeat them, and uh, until you know there is, every now and then some something will hit you if you are on this path. Like uh, it's it's this path is sincere, and you you are a sincere practitioner. Then then. From my experience of forty more than forty years of practice, it's like there is always something on the way that hits us because we 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 get caught, we get uh, you know influenced by so many things, and uh, we we are conditioned beings, and it's it's difficult for us to. you know step out of this conditioning and actually the the, you know what meditation is really about is it's about coming into contact even if only for a moment with what's what's uh, unconditioned with with what life is you know without our fears without our worries without our you know expectations just come into a contact with for for a moment, even for a moment, with what's not conditioned, but we most of the time we have those conditions, and our true nature. We talk about true nature coming in, into contact with what is not conditioned. It truly means coming into contact with our true nature. But our true nature is is deeply hidden, really under the many layers of our personal deception. You know our again, and, and fears and rejection and, and the things we cling to and our attachments and so on and so on. So the thing is we cannot really entangle all of this through our thinking. Our mind is wrapped up in too many egoistic habits. And uh, I always say some practice every day and... Uh, from time to time. I think in everyday life, it's, it's difficult to, to go back, you know, to step out of your conditioning and uh, uh, habitual thinking. So for that, we need stronger retreat, more intensive retreat. So we can experience that and, and kind of investigate what what is the meaning of the vows? Or you know, we have time for other things than than only like you know thinking about difficult situation and I have no job. I or I I, I have to get this or I have to go there. And that's that's our everyday thinking. But it is important to from time to time to take take a break, a step out of it, all of this, and look into the. You know, uh, great matter of life and death. This, this is our practice, and, and and life goes on, and it it's happening so fast, and uh, yeah, we have to catch the, those moments of clarity and uh, light. And really sometimes investigate more deeply you know like this four gate vows this is something you can really investigate your whole life and i'm sure today i talked about the four grade vows or the first vow in in one way and if we meet again in, in a couple of years i will probably talk about it in a different way with a different uh, different place with a different uh, experience because they are alive it's not like at some point you got it and that's it you got it and then you lose it and it's 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 like that then something hits you and again you just wake up oh wow uh, and then you 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 have more clarity and then again you you see more clearly and your mind Growth uh, and your perspective uh, changes, and you see things in a different way. That's that's very uh, alive uh, process, and that's how we should really walk on this path.
1: You know, the way that you talk about it, it's you know, you and I do ons together, Koans together. Mm-hmm. And the way that you just described it felt very much, even though it's not sort of a, a set aside as a, a, you know, part of the curriculum, the koan curriculum or the koan curriculum, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of those examples of how, for me anyway, you can, like the purpose of a koan is to give you this point of insight, Mm -hmm. Right. into really something that's much larger. It's not about the particular set of phrases itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you might even sort of pass one of the gates, but then Mm -hmm. three or four years later, you return to it and you're like, oh, (laughs) there's a new, I see it Mm -hmm. in a new way, even though, you know, you may have, you know, passed it with your teacher. Sort of feels a little similar to the way that you just... Mm-hmm. Talked about the vow. It's it, the great. It's the great question mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: that we carry at the center of our practice.
0: Yeah, kongan practice also serves this purpose. You know, just stay alive and yeah, look more deeply, and uh, and and also you know, like kongan, this classic kongan helps uh, our everyday life kongan, which. We face all the time. We need those challenges, you know. Some time ago, many years ago, actually, I, I was so deluded. I thought if I do one culture, two culture or I do some, you know, thousand vows a day, I will be just uh, fine, and and life will be pleasant, and I won't face all these big challenges in life, but. <laughs> that was a big delusion and uh, uh, luckily, fortunately, very soon I realized it's not going to be like that. It's, it's a different, different <coughs> process. It's so much to uh, discover and uh, learn and it's, it's actually fascinating. You look at it from this perspective, not really expecting something. So, a kongan is like that too. You, you you might think, and some sometimes people think, oh, if I kongan means if you pass kongan, that means you you attain something, maybe even enlightenment. But uh, again, it's it's exactly as you said. You you pass kongan, and then a couple of years later, you you look at it again, and you see it in a different way, and. and yeah, it's it's a it's a lively uh, training, and uh, and of course our perspective is changing, and our understanding is changing. Our we have we have insights, and and uh, yeah, we can we can connect to our wisdom through practice. And and Konga is also, you know, one thing. That Sun San Suim said he said. Kongan Congan uh, speaks to wisdom directly, connects us to wisdom, to our wisdom, and uh, yeah, and I, I truly experience that. It's it's a very interesting and 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 uh, beneficial part of our training. Mm-hmm. Even though you know, so often many people don't like it because they take it as a as an exam and nobody wants to fail right and if they fail they have no answer we are very proud creatures and if you have no answer uh, then you feel like a failure and it's it's not a pleasant feeling but it's it's completely not about that it's not about good answer bad answer or no answer it's it's about yeah, returning to this before thinking, we call it before thinking. Just returning to that over and over. Don't get caught by your thinking all the time. Just return to before thinking. And then Kongan gives us this opportunity for, for one moment. We can, we can really stop and then, yeah, we can just stop for one moment and see what happens. And uh, if we can do that, then, then gradually we, we can trust that it's something more than just, you know, we cannot rely on our thinking all the time, because thinking is changing constantly. How can we rely on something which is changing all the time? So, and, and then in life, life conga is exactly in the same way. You know, we don't have to come up with some idea right away or figure it out how to how to handle this situation, how to handle you know whatever situation, difficult situation. We can just pause and stop and and, yeah, take a moment, take a deep breath and uh, and trust that the answer will appear from not from thinking, from before thinking. And and this is also my experience. This kind of answer about life kongans—it's—it's—it just works, you know. Figuring out answer, it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, I think maybe the, you know, the biggest hook. A lot of the the kongans are, you know, designed to have the sort of these word hooks, which I, you know, I swallow whole all all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But. Maybe perhaps the biggest hook in the On is that is that you th- that you are achieving something, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe even in life, mm-hmm. it's hard to think of of life outside of this drive to achieve.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: because then it feels like I mean, it feels like it could spiral into some sort of nihilism quickly in terms of like, well, what's the point of it all?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, there has to be a point to this, because otherwise, you
0: know. Yeah, so then we we can return back to four great vows, yeah. It's a job, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> an eternal job. <laughs> yeah. Infinite. <laughs> Infinite job, yeah. Yeah, infinity. But first we, we need to save ourselves.
1: And you know, sort of returning back to that red pine, I think just because it's on my mind so much, it's sure. uh it truly and this was one of his points in that book was like the bodhisattva, the path really is to to understand themselves as empty first. And when they do, mm-hmm. they can see the emptiness, you know,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. everywhere
1: um and i think i think sometimes though it feels it does feel a little bit like if i release so fully it 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 gets kind of scary it get, it can get frightening cuz you just don't know who you are or what you know mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do <laughs> <laughs> and i mean even though you just said that the wisdom is in the the not knowing, how do how do you guide people when they they start to experience that fear
0: of? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So first of all, I like to I like to. You know people need to know what's happening on this path. They, first they need to understand. Because it feels, of course, at some point it feels, uh, uh, there's a lot of anxiety, right? You, you, you're going somewhere, it's, you feel you, you're, going, you're walking on this path, and this path uh, navigates you to some place, and you don't know what kind of place, what, what you are going to lose. And uh, yeah, we are very attached to our small self. Let's call it our ego or whatever. Even though it's not very friendly, but still we are attached to this me, which we kind of know a little bit. Even though it gives us so much pain and and confusion, we we are still attached to that. This is very interesting, and we. We, have, we are anxious of losing it, and uh, like walking into this not knowing, it's, it's scary, it is scary at some point. But at the same time, at the same time you kind of building up your trust together, simultaneously with this uh, feeling of not knowing, there is also you building up a trust that uh, there is something, something you can, you can rest, you can relax. There is, uh, if there is a small self, then there is also a true self, and you have an experience of of getting in touch with that on the way coming back to emptiness yeah some some people describe it as emptiness so they need to understand there is a process uh, on this path and uh, if you really want to grow and uh, like continue your your development or your you know, getting to know yourself to, then you, you this experience of emptiness is inevitable you, you experience that but uh, and it is a little bit scary but if if you understand uh, this is just a process and uh, it's it's a uh, uh, this experience is is really important and then you carry on they need to feel more safe and assuring that uh, you know where they're going that that's the teacher comes uh, here you know and and meeting with the student and interviews and interact with the student so they can they can feel more safe and uh, they can feel that some somebody is guiding them they're not alone on this path they not they don't have to worry so much. Uh, we all went through the same process, you know. I went through the same process. All the, the great patriarchs and, and great uh, students went through the same process. And uh, and emptiness, it's not, not really special, you know. Uh, this... Uh, our our teacher sung sanson he he used to say he used to classify like uh, first uh, substance truth and function so the substance is what we all share we share the same substance not only human beings but also uh, uh, trees and animals and Sky and everything has the same substance. And then, yeah, then it's truth. You, you, you have to discover what is, what is this truth. What is, uh, in, a, in a very like uh, down-to-earth way, not some big truth, but uh, like sky is blue, that's truth, you know. Buddha means truth. So today is Thursday, that is also truth. The sun is shining, that is also truth, so you see this truth you you become one with the moment with with the sky, the tree, and uh, you just become like a clear mirror, only reflecting what's in front of you so that's truth and then then only when you when you attain the truth you can. Function. Uh, that's what we call correct function, correct situation. So we can function from moment to moment in, in your life. So it's the same as, as attaining the emptiness. Emptiness Emptiness is not like empty void, emptiness is full of consciousness. So you're becoming conscious, you become, you become one with the, you know, with the, it's a big word, with the, Whole world, <laughs> <laughs> the whole universe, whole universe. Yeah, even better. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe it's just the kind of uh, just recognizing that uh, you know we are really no different. Mm-hmm. All human beings, well, ultimately, ultimately, we all want the same thing. We just have different ways of going about it. So that's that's a big discovery because from that point there is a more more empathy, more compassion, and uh, yeah, it's a, it gives you a different perspective. You know,
1: you know, there's this there's <laughs> this part of me that <laughs> I'm debating whether I'm going to go in this direction, but you know, in my other life outside of the podcast, I work as a, a minister. And right now we've just entered into this season called Lent, right, which is the sort of forty days that lead up to Easter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's really modeled off of this forty days that Jesus goes into the into the desert mm-hmm. to release, to let go, you know, mm. and really to prepare himself for the the job that he's been asked to do, which is you know in in terms of, you know, if you're in the Christian tradition, it's the the cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sort of metaphorically, there's this, and it's funny, Christians, they they don't like this season <laughs> at all. They really, they're like, oh, it's just about making me feel bad and blah, 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 <laughs> blah. Um, but really, so much of it is about, it's not about guilt or anything. It's about, are you ready to let go? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, hmm
1: um, and are you ready to look at the example of what Jesus did? Like this. Oh, right. This body isn't even who I am.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Right. There's this right. true self that is that is not what I had. That's not this thing that has a name, mm-hmm, or you mm-hmm. know, yeah. And so, how can you? you know, to be dramatic, like how can you mm. die
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: to yourself so that you can experience this true self and not that you need to physically die. Well, of course. And, you know, I, I don't want to cross the the two faiths, uh, you know, I don't want to make them the same, but... Um, I do think that there is something in this practice that is hard because it really is asking us to give up, you know, sort of circling back around to the very beginning, where you were like, we say all these vows, but then mm-hmm. we can't continue to do all these behaviors <laughs> that seem to be contrary to the vow.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like we want the vow and we want the path, but we don't want. We don't want to die like we don't want to we don't we want the ego to be with us all the way
0: through <laughs> to the awakening yeah yeah, so that's that's why it's it, it is a process it's a long process because at some point it it, it becomes really clear this small self it's not. It is not our friend, it's nothing to, it's no point to hold on to that. There is, there is definitely, there there are some experiences that you see there is more to that and you are so much more than just this uh, small, always busy and... uh, you know buzzing and all this conditioning it's going and so much thinking and and trying to figure it out things and trying to figure out how to live how to how to communicate how to have relationship and all of that which we takes all our time practically and so much energy then the with practice, you have some some insights, of course, some insights that there is so much more to to this self, to this body and mind, and uh, and and then it helps you to to let go of all these images you have about yourself. This image, you know, it's not it's not interesting. There is this image and and at the yeah, for a long time you 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 hold on to this image because somehow it it feels more safe. But then, together with practice, you 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 realize this this is not really it's just illusion. there is nothing to hold on to. And uh, and naturally, i I would say, naturally you 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 kind of let go. Because you you look at the same uh, movie, right? For so so many times, maybe 500 times, and you see it's, it's, it's just a movie. It's not real. So why to hold on to some dream or some movie which is not really true, which is not really happening? It is something... We create it uh, for some purposes. Uh, it's hard to even say for what kind of purpose, but we're creating it, and there is no point to to hold on to it. There is, you know, what is, what is real, what is uh, going on right now, it's really more interesting. And uh, yeah, you, you want to discover that. You have more... With practice comes more courage and more uh, faith, of course, and more even curiosity. There is curiosity. What is it? There is this, this question becomes, uh, it comes really from your inside. It becomes natural. Like, what is it? This is not, yeah, this, this worrying and uh, <laughs> struggling self, it's not all. You know, so what, what is it? And uh, yeah, so I would say it, it naturally through the, on this process, through this process of opening up, because that's the process of opening up and then letting go. You have to know what you let go of. So you have to first see your, your hindrances, your obstacles, your tendencies. You, first you have to see that to, to, to be able to let go of that. Otherwise, let go of what you know. You have to see what's there. What you what you created. What you what you you know made. This is like a all this samsaric process. We we continue the the same the same uh, habits, the same patterns, the same. Uh, movies uh, again and again and again you know, life after life after lifetime after lifetime so yeah, if you, if you practice there is a chance to really just look into that and, and stop and change it, it's not uh, serving us in any way
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit, Breathe, Bow. I hope you found the conversation with Zen Master Bonshim encouraging and helpful for your practice. You can find her retreat schedule at quantumeurope.org, and I'll include a link in the show notes. A special thanks to our sponsor, the Quantum Online Sangha. Listeners of Sit, Breathe, Bow are invited to try a free month of training with the online sangha. To access your free month, simply visit quantumzenonline.org and click on the free trial membership button on the homepage. And please consider subscribing and leaving a review of this podcast. It helps introduce us to new listeners. I am your host. Ian Whitemar, and I hope you'll join me again next week.